Welcome into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on 630 WLAP, the home of the cats right here in Lexington. I'm Kyle Tucker, longtime Kentucky beat writer, coming to a website near you very soon to be announced later. Uh, and we will be here every day, Monday through Friday. And if it is big to the Big Blue Nation, we are going to talk about it here on Locked On Kentucky on the Log- Locked On Podcast Network, where last week we launched the um, the college uh, branch of Locked On. Um, it's a great podcast network that already has, uh, I believe, podcasts on the entire NBA and NFL um, and I think there were 10 colleges that launched last week, and I'm happy to say that we were, I believe, the most popular new podcast on the network. We talked about it last time. We were in the top 40, and we want to stay there. We thank you guys so much. We had uh, some great early uh, reaction, and we're going to get rolling. This this, this marks uh, – uh, this this is going to be our Tuesday podcast. We're recording on Monday after Mark Stoops' press conference, and, was, and we're going to be five days a week from here on out. And, and, and today was kind of the first big news day uh, of game week. Yeah, there was a ton of news. We're going to – obviously, the, the quarterback was announced today. We're going to discuss that. Then we're going to get some updates on some injury situations, um, non-traditional. And illness yeah, situations. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's – it, you – said that properly it's more illness than injury with the guys that are you know the most concerning and then uh, we'll wrap with a little nugget of basketball recruiting that we got this weekend um but obviously kyle we got to start terry wilson is a starter for kentucky i don't think anyone is super surprised you know as we talked about when it comes down to the wire like this you pick the guy who has just ridiculous speed and yeah. so you know he that stoops did make it make it clear that it was not just about the legs. That wasn't the deciding factor. You know, Terry Wilson had a lot of other things going for him. Yeah, and I think he said it exactly that way. It isn't just about the legs, and we'll have some some audio about uh, that announcement from Mark Stoops today. But, you know, kind of the quick and dirty, uh, the Oklahoma native uh, originally started at Oregon, uh, transferred to junior college. Uh, Might have saw him on Last Chance U. Yeah, he played in one of those games against uh, last year's Last Chance U team, or two years. Yeah, last year's. Mm-hmm. Um, completed 58% of his passes, 2,133 yards, 26 touchdowns, passing 518 rushing, uh, and five touchdowns um, through 11 interceptions. Um, you know, like you said, I don't think it's a big surprise. I think it's the way they needed to go. I think it gives you. Um, more home run ability. Yeah. You've, you've got a proven run game. And now you've got a quarterback who, it, honestly, I it, and someone asked uh, during the press conference today, um, was was the Landon Young injury a factor in this? And and I don't even know if Mark was sort of putting together in his head what that meant when he was asking. But I do think it's a legitimate thought mm-hmm. that if you lose your start your star starting left tackle. Uh, on the quarterback's blind side, it, it might behoove you to have a guy who can take off and go if things get ugly there, you know, or, you know, make a guy miss if somebody comes unblocked on the edge. Um, so there's a factor. I don't think it would, you know, they, it, he's, he made it pretty clear they made the decision over the weekend before, well, I guess they, maybe they already knew about Landon, but, um, I just, you know, like I said, I think it, I think it's the obvious choice. Yeah. I think the most interesting thing that Stoop said, was that he was interested to see the next gear that Terry Wilson has because he hasn't been able to see it in practice because obviously the quarterbacks are non-contact. They're in the red jerseys during this because you don't want to get one of them injured. 
uh, during camp. I don't know if anybody really knows. It's kind of an exciting. It's an exciting thing to see because everybody has a huge question mark. Yeah, not on the foot, not in a football game context. I mean, we that that clip I think we've talked about um, that came out in the the summer of mm-hmm. him uh, in a foot race with one of his teammates, where he just absolutely dusts him and, and allegedly one of the faster guys on the team. He was uh, racing. Uh, I think he's got that top in speed. That's what I'm most sort of interested to see and i think what can really get some people up out of their seats is if he gets that chance gets the edge makes somebody miss and gets to get out in the open field and get to top speed um what does that look like and you know if it is what people think it is um and if he can hit some of those home run balls in the deep passing game then i think kentucky's on to something i mean it really does kind of hinge on this position for kentucky i mean uh, that's a little silly to say because like everybody every team in america hinges on whether or not the quarterback is any good to some extent but i think there are just there aren't that many huge questions elsewhere for this kentucky team um there are some concerns but there are no gaping uh holes and and so if it's quarterback um you know if the quarterback falls apart then it doesn't matter that you have a a good offensive line and a great running back and and i think what should be a veteran defense that in theory, will take a step forward this year. Um, I in Kentucky's case, more than many others, it really does come down to if Terry Wilson can get it done, and if he can't get it done, if the guy that allegedly pushed him for this job, Gunnar Hoke, uh, can. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Let's just go ahead and roll that right now. Um, Mark Stoops. We're going to play two clips back to back real quick. It's Mark Stoops making the announcement of the quarterback and why he picked Terry Wilson, and then a follow up, uh, brilliantly asked by uh, someone. In the in the press conference, <laughs> God, the name's name rhymes with Schmerta Schmerch. <laughs> um, about if he still intends to play both quarterbacks. Other big news that y'all been waiting for is uh, the starting quarterback position, and and uh, Terry Wilson will uh, open up game one as the starter, and he's won the, the quarterback battle. Uh, it's been a ongoing battle, as you know. I have great respect for all of our quarterbacks. I feel like we have a great quarterback room and uh, with uh, the other quarterbacks, with with Gunner and Danny in particular, they put up a great fight and they've done a lot of things in a lot of ways, have done things to win the job as well. Um, ultimately, uh, with, you know, with all the things that, that we looked at, uh, we decided on Terry and we're excited about Terry and what he's gonna do uh, this week plan to play more than one quarterback? I don't know. You know, I don't know how that's going to play out. I cannot say that right now and, and, or to them. No, those players understand that. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like both guys to play. I think both guys have earned the right to get an opportunity to play, but you understand and I understand and they understand that uh, sometimes that's not a possibility, so we'll see. I've also been very loyal to the starting quarterbacks here, and and they have not been on a short leash, and uh, we've been very supportive of that until it gets to a point where we feel like you absolutely have to make a change or take another look, so uh, I want to be... Um, you know, loyal to, to the starting quarterback and give him every opportunity and not have him looking over his shoulder as well. All right. So, uh, Kyle, coming up next, we're going to, we, we mentioned in the last podcast, we didn't get to talk about Landon Young. We're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss the under, other illness and injury issues that um, Kentucky is facing right now. Um, but first, I just want to let everybody know the wait is nearly over. Football is almost here. 
and that means it's fantasy football season, and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're, a fa- if you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to play than ever before. Don't believe us? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team each week, and you can't reuse that team against again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss out your chance to sign up. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and get in on this offer now. Plus, if you're a new user, you get $20 bonus on that first deposit. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. And if you just listen to that uh, and you're a local advertiser or someone here in the state of Kentucky and you'd like to reach one of the most rabid fan bases in America... Monday through Friday on this daily Kentucky podcast. Uh, reach out to us at lockedonkentucky at gmail.com, lockedonkentucky at gmail.com. We'll tell you how to advertise with this podcast uh, and reach quite a few Kentucky fans on a very regular basis. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Stoop started off the press conference, and it, it kind of is a damper when you're going into your first first game. He went through the litany of the injuries. The biggest one and the most recent one is Landon Young being out for the year. I believe it is a left knee. Not a ton of other details. Basically, you know, you, you can speculate, but there's not a ton of point uh, point in it. But um, just Kyle, what do you think? How big a loss is that for Kentucky? It's it's crazy. It's two straight camps, and Stoops mentioned that two straight fall camps, preseason camps, where they lost their starting left tackle, who they felt really good about, Cole Mosier. Uh, last year, which which thrust Landon Young into the the mix, but you know one thing I, it does highlight is how much better their offensive line recruiting has been. Because last year, when they lost a returning starter at left tackle, uh, when many years at Kentucky, if you did that, you were really scraping the bottom of the barrel with whoever was going to place them. They have a five star U.S. Army All American step in and Landon Young. This year, it's Landon Young that goes down. And the options are Nasir Watkins, who was a terrific recruit and was so impressive last year that he really um, he pushed you know he, he pushed the coaches to the brink of playing him. And if this if the, if the current rule new rule was in place where you could play four games and maintain your eligibility um, and, and still be a red shirt, I think they would have probably played Nasir Watkins. I mean, all, almost certainly would have played him last year. Um, so you have him or EJ Price, who is a former four star recruit and. USC Trojan uh, transfer. So when those are your two options this year, when last year your option with the guy goes down as a U.S. Army All-American, it, it it at least highlights that they've done a better job building. And the really good programs in the SEC do that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think Kentucky's still to the level of, of some of the top programs in that way because those are four- and five-star recruits stacked three deep across the board. Um, but that's – you know, Nick Saban most recently had the the famous, you know, barb at the media that you think we just bleep one out, a new one out. But it's like you, you kind of do. I mean, every yeah. you know, they lose a guy at Alabama and a five-star steps in. Um, Kentucky's not at that level yet, not at ever, across the board. But in, at the offensive line, I think this has highlighted that they have done a good job stockpiling. And, and a guy we're going to talk about is a big reason why. John Schlarman, the offensive line coach, um, 
is a guy that these players love. They play hard for, and and recruits seem to really like him. And so they, I think they're in an okay position. I think offensive line is actually one of the now one of the positions where they're they're better stocked to sustain a loss or two. I don't think they can take another one at left tackle. Yeah. Um, but I think they've got two good options in Nasir Watkins and EJ Price. Um, yeah. Stoops mentioned that the fact that the rest of the offensive line will is full of leaders and everything is kind of solidified now outside of that left tackle spot, which obviously is such a key position. Um, but going into this, everything was kind of settled. I mean, you got Drake Jackson at the center, you know that what you're getting there. You got uh, Logan Stenberg, one guard, Bunchy Stallings, the other, and then uh, George Asaf OJ at the right tackle position. Um, I mean, I think they made the right decision because why make Asaf OJ super uncomfortable and potentially switch him sides when you have guys that are, will have the potential and guys that have a ton of talent, just get them over there and get that set up. So I think the rest of the line will compensate to a certain extent. Um, one note that was made is that Darian Kennard, who is, I think he is also a, was a U.S. Army All-American, if I'm remembering correctly. He, was, he might have been, I think he might was their highest recruit coming in this, year, right, yeah. this season. He's shifting from um, guard where he was playing to right tackle. So now he's going to be backing up. Uh, Safo J at where those other two tackles are now on the yep. left side. So that's how that all shook out. Um, and it, real quick, since we, I'll just mention this and then we'll jump to, to John Schlarman. But, you know, he ran through real quick the freshmen that are going to play. He mentioned, obviously, uh, Darian Kennard will. Um, on the defensive side, uh, DeAndre Square and Chris Oates are going to fully play this year. They need them at the linebacker position. Marcon McCall is going to be pushing for it. And it'll depend on some injuries or everything. Um, if he needs to play, if he forces his way on the field, then he's going to play. But they're probably going to use kind of the four-game test with him. Offensive side, Akeem Hayes, Allen Daly, and as we mentioned, Darian Kennard will all play. Keaton Upshaw, Brendan Bates are the guys that they're going to – as Stoops The two put, tight ends. Yeah, two tight ends. Stoops said he's going to keep warm. And right now the plan with kicker is Miles Butler is the kicker. Chance Poor will go on all the games – and he will, it sounds like, they'll attempt to use the four games that he has available and still be able to redshirt. As a deep kicker, as, as, a, as a long field goal guy. If they to gotta. end games or end halves if they need him. They'll use him in those situations. So that's kind of the update on the, the true freshman there. All right. Um, this, this was another press conference that was just really weird. As I said, a little bit more came out on John Schlarman. Um, Stoops discussed that he had uh, rounds of chemo. Two rounds already. Yeah. Soup said that he's battling a very serious illness. He didn't go into any specific of what kind of, I'm guessing. I mean, cancer is the, uh, I don't know what else you get chemo for. I'm not a doctor, but I assume that means he's battling some form of cancer. I think Stoops called it a very serious uh, illness. He did. He is still coaching. Um, Stoops said he has not missed a day of work. Mm -hmm. Uh, Said he had a chemo treatment. I think he said last week on Friday morning and was at practice uh, in the afternoon. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this team, first of all, we hope that John Schlarman comes through this. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see how this team, if there's a rallying effect and, you know, I want to trivialize illness and injury as as, you know, um, gimmicks to get a team motivated. But I do think it happens naturally that teams rally around sort of crisis and they've got, you know, this offensive line in particular, now has lost one of their favorite. I mean, Landon Young, not only a great talent, but like a really loved guy. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about that kid. Um, you know, star left tackle, 
one of their favorite people. He goes down for the year. Their coach is going to chemo in the morning and coaching them in the afternoon. Um, you've got to think they really want to play well for for those guys and, and especially for John Schlarman. Um, and the defensive group we haven't mentioned yet, um, Josh Pascal, who we know has is dealing with skin cancer on his foot, um, has not been with the team. The update was pretty vague today from Mark Stoops saying that he he's out indefinitely and is still getting treatment. And as you said, I think you said uh, supposed to see his specialist this week. So we don't really know if there's any change or if there's any better or worse news for. Josh Pascal, but he's not with the team, um, and that's he obviously is around a, the team. But he's not not practicing. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously not participating in anything. And as um, I think many people know, initially when this happened, when they took the what they just I assume thought thought was a sore off his foot, he was going to be out for an extended period of time while that while that healed. Stoops also did mention today that there was a, a skin graft, so that has to heal. Um, but I'm guessing we'll, we'll probably have some kind of update on a. On his condition going forward, he's he's around when you go to practice. He's on one of the little scooters that you put your leg up. He seems to, I mean, it's tough, impossible to judge. He seems to be in okay spirits and everything. So um, just hope that the next scan comes up completely clean for him. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's a, those are three really significant blows for Kentucky in terms of just bad news coming down the pike before the season has even started. You've got Pascal with cancer and John Schlarman, it sounds like, with cancer or something requiring uh, chemotherapy treatments. Uh, and then you lose Landon Young for the season. So not a not a great uh, August for Kentucky. Um, but September is right around the corner. The season opener at home against uh, Central Michigan uh, coming up this weekend. Um, we talked in the on yesterday's podcast about the poor attendance or excuse me, poor ticket sales mm-hmm. to this point. And, and Kentucky's trying to rally people to get them there. Um, but there are still uh, quite a few reasons to be relatively optimistic about, I think about this Kentucky team uh, going into week one. Um, Florida is the week two opponent at Florida. I think that will be a big tell the tale on, you know, how good is Kentucky? I expect them to win in week one, but, but week two at Florida will be a big, measuring stick and also i think a huge opportunity to get this fan base all the way back on board for the you know going through um the rest of the season if they can go in that streak at florida florida named a quarterback today as well felipe franks who we saw some last season um i think their quarterback situation is you know as uncertain or uh underwhelming as kentucky's right now um i mean franks was supposed to be a big time recruit they have some guys there but um you know they had a bad season last year they have they're certainly more proven or or not proven but experienced at that position than kentucky um but i'm not sure that's necessarily a helpful thing for them yeah and uh one more point on the o-line um stoops today said that that room is player-led and that there's a bunch of leaders in the offensive line room. He also mentioned, you know, from a pure coaching standpoint, hypothetically, if John Schlarman needed to take some time away, the offensive coordinator, Eddie Grant, is the running backs coach, so he's obviously intimately involved in almost all the blocking schemes. So it would be a situation where it would just be kind of all hands on deck. And, and I believe they also have like an offensive line. Yeah, they have grad uh, assistant. Grad assistant and, and all these uh, – Second quality. quality control coaches. There's so many more layers of of other people 
and then I'm sure you get some sort of NCAA waiver to allow them to maybe be elevated if you needed to do that. Yeah. So, so they'll be they'll be completely fine from a coaching standpoint if if Schlarman needed to, to step away and take care of some things. Uh, final injury note, I guess we should mention obviously Jordan Jones. Haven't seen him in a while on the field. He has had his issues are, are well documented injury and otherwise. Um, I thought Stoops had a very interesting quote on him. He said, "It's time to go now." When he was talking about Jordan Jones, which I mean, it's his senior season, so there isn't much time left for him. Um, he said that the past three to five days, he probably should reset and say, you know, Jones had this shoulder injury that kept him out and was a major concern um, during spring ball. Yeah, and now he had some minor stuff that Stoops was talking about, but over the past week or so, Stoops Stoops said Jones has went full tilt. Um, but he said in the first game he is going to be a little bit cautious with his reps to kind of work him back in. Yeah, and I mean, if you should be able to beat Central Michigan, I think, I uh, with hope. with Jordan Jones playing some limited reps. Maybe not. We've seen we've seen stranger things uh, covering this program before. Um, but uh, you know, I think they're I think they're going to be okay there. I think I think those some of those other linebacker spots are are a bigger concern to Kentucky. And as you mentioned, we're going to see some true freshmen in action there mm-hmm. uh, because of it. Um, I. I are we uh, we going to I think going to a break here uh, before we do uh, I want to say again if you're interested in advertising with us if you're here in Kentucky and want to reach um, the Kentucky fan base where we expect them to be every day Monday through Friday listening to us talk about the cats uh, reach out to us at, at uh, it's uh, locked on Kentucky at gmail.com locked on Kentucky at gmail.com uh, Tell us who you are, uh, how we can reach you, and we'll get you some information about how to do that. It's a great value. Uh, it won't cost you an arm and a leg, uh, and we'll we'll be happy to promote your business here where Cats fans will be every day. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best in the business. They've been in business for years and have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You pay, you win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there who just subscribed to the FanDuel in the last advertisement. <laughs> you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points each player will score. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Enter promo code ONCOLLEGE, O-N, COLLEGE, ONCOLLEGE, and to activate this offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's my bookie. And don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account and claim your bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Kyle, um, we'll wrap it up with a little bit of uh, basketball recruiting news. A five-star center, Oscar Tishwebe. I don't know. Tishwebe. I need to learn how to pronounce that, probably. Why would you think that you would need to learn to pronounce that? He, he cut his list to four Baylor, Illinois, Kentucky, and West Virginia but he does not, the way I understand it, have an offer from Kentucky. So you think Kentucky's in a good spot? 
Yeah, I always think Kentucky's in a good spot. I mean, you know, I, apparently there's a, there's actually a, quite a bit of buzz for West Virginia. The Final Four: Kentucky, West Virginia, uh, Illinois, and Baylor. Uh, and I tweeted it when he when he tweeted out his Final Four. I said just kind of blindly looking at this list, I'd go with Kentucky. Um, but apparently, West Virginia is a is a serious contender for him, if not the favorite. Um, but he's visiting Kentucky. He's he has now, I guess, scheduled a visit to Kentucky. Um, He's a guy who played really well, I think, in a head-to-head with James Wiseman. Uh, I got the number here. He had 24-13 and 13, um, in a victory in front of John Calipari over the summer. Over Wiseman? Over Wiseman. Um, you know, and that's an interesting thing. So does it, you know, he still doesn't have an offer, and I think probably that is tied to the fact that Kentucky is, you know, choice 1A and 1B is James Wiseman and Vernon Carey. Um, but those are going to be intense battles that Kentucky now has a major challenger in the Wiseman sweepstakes in Memphis and Penny Hardaway. Uh, they have several challengers in the Vernon Carey uh, sweepstakes. There's Michigan State. There's Duke. Uh, Miami. Yeah, Miami, where his dad was a, was a star football player of the same name. Um, and so this is probably an indication that at least this increasing interest in setting up a visit with him, that he's their next option um if he gets the offer i would think that that means kentucky has lost some faith in uh one or the other or doesn't want to sit around and wait and and end up with nothing um you know you do you do take a risk there by if you take another big man if you if this if you offer this guy and he commits on the spot you know and he's not your first or second choice uh is that a problem and so that that's probably a little bit of where they are, but the fact that they are willing to have him in for a visit, you know, they don't, they're not going to waste his time if they're, if there's no interest, if there's no mutual interest. Um, the question I guess too would be how far down the road is he with, with West Virginia? Cause I got a bunch of messages from people who know better than me about his recruitment and yesterday saying West Virginia, West Virginia, West Virginia. Um, and so, you know, if this is kind of a done deal to West Virginia, is it, even worth wasting their time. I don't know. We'll, and we'll, we'll dive more into that and, and more into basketball recruiting uh, soon. Maybe by the end of the week, we'll get uh, one of our recruiting pals on here to talk, one of our expert friends, uh, and we'll talk a little more in depth, kind of run through the whole class because there's a lot, kind of a lot to talk yeah. about, and we haven't really done that yet they're on got, this uh, brand new podcast. Yeah, you know, at this point, they have three commits, and they're all kind of wing players-esque. Um, so they, they, you know, the big man position is where the recruiting class is la- lacking at this point. Just to kind of give you his numbers, he's six foot nine, two thirty. Um, he's ranked number nineteenth overall in the two four seven rankings. He's jumped up a ton after his summer performance. People are, you know, comparing him to Kanate, who at West Kentucky, Virginia. Yeah, yeah, at West Virginia. He's and uh, I believe at, they have some kind of connection. I believe the two a, of them have a connection. Yeah, he's so. originally from uh, the Congo and currently plays in at a Kennedy Kennedy Catholic in Pennsylvania. I don't know where exactly the Kanate and uh, Oscar connection happens, but I know I don't want to try to go up in the paint against Kanate because that dude is a shot blocking menace. Well, from what I saw in the, and you should always glean everything from a five-minute YouTube highlight, it seems like this guy can swat some shots, too. I mean, six foot nine isn't undersized, but it's smaller than Wiseman yeah. and Carey, but it seems like his... It looked like his arms just wouldn't stop. Long like, arms, like, yeah. Inspector well, I mean, like, Bam, he's a Bam Adebayo-type sized guy. Um, yeah, you know, this class will be interesting because Tyrese Maxey is a maybe a point guard. 
or shooting guard, uh, already committed top, top 15, top 10 actually player. Um, uh, Khalil Whitney is now, I think in the top 10 as well in the updated rankings. And then you have the in-state, um, Dante Allen commitment, who's a small forward. So like you said, they need bigs and they might, you know, might need another guard, um, and, you know, we don't really know. It's going to be interesting, too, just over the course of this season to see how some guys um, play and, and where their stock is. We don't know. There's quite a, I think, a, a great deal of uncertainty about um, who will stay and go in this group. I think yeah. a lot of years we can kind of tell going in. This year is kind of a weird year. Like Keldon Johnson and P.J. Washington jumped to mind, and obviously Reed Travis are gone. But after that, who knows? Well, yeah, as Scott mentioned, we'll break down some recruiting more this week uh, and going forward. Obviously, the rest of this week we got we haven't even mentioned um, the Central Michigan other team. We won't go super duper in depth on them, no. Um, other than to say Chippewas is an interesting name. Um, but I think, and I'm just going to put Kyle on the spot now. We're going to make season predictions at some point this we week before this. We'll go through the whole schedule. We'll yeah. each we'll pick game by game. Uh, we'll we'll give kind of some of our in depth thoughts on how this whole season shakes out because we are I mean we're fortune tellers so what we say goes yeah. it's gonna be we're gonna be spitting future truth to you so don't go anywhere follow us on Twitter at locked on UK on Twitter I am at Curtis Birch B U R C H I'm at Kyle Tucker underscore SEC for now there's also a locked on Kentucky Facebook page but I haven't completely set it up I think you can go like it right now if you would like. If you want to go do that, that'd be kind of cool. And be sure to be rating and reviewing and sharing this with everybody. And subscribing. Yes, that too. All those things to get us back up in the top 40 where we belong again. That's right. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, just about everywhere uh, that you want to listen to a podcast. And if not, if you can't find us, tweet at us. As some people already have, and Curtis and I will do our best to get an answer for you and tell you how to listen to us because we want you to be here every day. We will be. That's right, and that's why the tagline is your team every day. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.